Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the air from 1 till 4 after 4 o'clock. The iHeart app has the John and Ken on demand podcast. Same show. You can listen to whatever you missed. And uh, uh, no matter where you go, you hear Blake Trolley, too. Well, we will have another keyword to be revealed in about 15 minutes. You can still win some cash. That's still going on here on KFI through our show into Tim Conway Jr.'s show. And yes, yesterday at this time, Blake Trolley came on to talk about what some had reported as a home invasion robbery attempt in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, we still haven't sorted that out completely, but the homeowner did shoot the person trying to get into her home. Certainly was concerned. Now we have a stabbing committed that, that took the life of a jack-in-the-box employee. Let's bring on Blake Trolley for more of this story. Hey, what's up, Ken? Yeah, you know what? Actually, the jack-in-the-box employee survived the stabbing. Those first media reports that came out that said he was killed were actually false. He did end up end up surviving this stabbing. What I called LAPD this morning, they were really confused. I had read the initial reports that came out that you guys saw, that everybody saw, and the PIO was like, you know, we don't have any information on this, but I'm looking at the incident report right now, and there's no crime scene set up. If somebody was killed, there'd probably be a crime scene. So behind the scenes here at KFI, we were actually trying to figure out what to do with this story. Mm -hmm. uh, then we called and we realized somebody had been stabbed. It's just that they had survived. So that really lessens the, the burden of do the we, crime do scene. We, do we know the condition? Of the I, I'm told that he was released from the hospital. The knife he was stabbed with, I'm told by witnesses on scene, was a small pocket knife. And uh, so the unofficial account, but this is the account that I was given by an employee that works at the store, 
is that the employee and another employee were outside having a smoke break. They had that back door you see a lot at fast food restaurants. A lot of us reluctantly look through it and realize what we're getting into. Yeah. Uh, when, when you look into the kitchen, uh, it was never, that door. Never look into the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to just look straight when that and, door's and this open. This is at 2 in the morning. It was 2.30 this morning, yeah. So that door's prodded open while the two are having a smoke, and the homeless guy apparently tries to go into the door, and the employees try to stop him. Some sort of altercation or fight breaks out. The homeless guy stabs him. That's what the employee told me. Another witness told me that the employee was stabbed about six times in the back, but it was a small enough blade that they got stitched up this morning at the hospital and have since been no, released. That's good. Um, this is definitely a homeless person. A thought to be homeless person, but Ken, just by surveying the area as I was driving up to Soto to get to this uh, Jack in the Box, there's homeless camps all over the area. Uh, there were homeless people, a lot of homeless people in the parking lot today. Wow. Uh, I was asked, you know, I, one of them approached me uh, a couple times. There was one woman, she looked a little deranged. She approached me a couple times. <laughs> there were home, uh, there were camps along DeSoto, maybe a quarter, half mile away. Karen Bass is Los Angeles. It just never ends, does it? Every single freaking day. And nobody does anything about it. Well, I talked to this guy and he said that at night. He doesn't even go out anymore at night because he said the area just gets so sketchy. It turns into a whole nother world here at night. It just it seems like the devil comes out in full blast. So that was his account. I spoke to another woman who said the same thing. She said at night, this area is starting to get really sketchy. Would they come out of their tents? Uh, yeah, presumably. Like drug zombies? I've... They, <laughs> <laughs> what I was told was there's a lot of homeless people roaming around the area at night. Uh, some of them aren't sketchy. Some of them are. Some of them are looking for trouble. I spoke to this woman who says her fiance left. He was using her car. He left it running in front of a liquor store last month, and a homeless guy jumped in and stole it. She just got the car back. The back seat's missing. Some other parts are missing. I asked her why. I thought maybe the police removed them. The back them. seat is missing. And she said that's because he sold the back seat. And maybe some other parts within the car, and it sounds like she sold some other stuff. And he he pretty much took everything out of my car that was in here, my ID, my phone, my work um, stuff, and he just sold it. He was just selling it. And when I got when I retrieved the, when the police gave me my car back, um, there was about like ten to fifteen thousand dollars worth of stolen merchandise from all over the neighborhood. Unfortunately, they could not um, say where the merchandise came from, so they told me pretty much just to keep everything. And I just donated it and, you know, just gave it to wherever. No, you know, in no, his no, defense, no. at least he left her with something. He might have sold the seats, but, you know, she got something in exchange. <laughs> the, the guy sells the seat but leaves $15,000 of merchandise behind, and the cops give it to her as, like, some sort of consolation prize? I'm sure it was a situation where it was just too difficult to sort out. I got to I gotta reach out to the police department and see what happened on is that, that one. Is that standard practice now? Because there's just so much stolen stuff they, they yeah, find. They can't find the owner. It's right. like, hey, look, look what you want. You get half a car back and... Uh, it really does beg the question, right? Exactly, like what exactly happened with that? I guess I should have probably dug into that one a little bit more. But let let's, just for comedy purposes. But she right? said, well, she said that they're dealing with other issues in the neighborhood uh, because of you know the homeless population. They've been breaking into the apartment buildings and uh, breaking into our washing machines. A lot of the management doesn't want to deal with it because it's a, a constant thing. They're breaking into the laundry rooms to take the change out of the machines, not oh. really realizing that we use apps and cards nowadays. So. They're just putting us through a lot more turmoil than 
what we should really be going through She's as residents. Like, city. I just want to go to one last bite from her. You know, she really shared a lot. And, and by the way, I did speak to other people who had said similar things. Right. They said they had some sketchy run-ins, things like that. But one of the things that she said is people are, you know, they're not really reporting a lot of this anymore because no. nothing's happening. And same bombs. So. Um, unfortunate. The, the same less fortunate people that you see being arrested or whatever, they're out did within like bomb? 12, 13 hours. Once they detox or once they come down from their high, they get out, they get another high and they do it all over again. And the police, they're like, you know what? And she was saying the police are basically saying, you yeah. know, their hands are tied. Yeah, right. And then and then Gascon to tell you that the crime rate is down. These these people commit multiple crimes all day and night, and none of them are recorded or reported. And what? then we're told, no, no, actually the streets are safer than ever. Lying sack. Back I'm to the uh, Jack in the Box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry. We, this one, well, you know what happens, Ken, is we wait, get these wait, big wait headlines second. and then we figure out yeah. other things are happening. Sorry, No, Ken. I just, I mean, it's 2 a.m. Was it just like the drive-thru was open? Because they're in there, right? They're they're working. I mean, what's going on at 2 a.m. at the Jack in the Box in Winnetka? Yeah, I believe the drive-thru was open, the dining room was closed, and the door that he tried to go through was that back door that would get you into the, uh, to, into the kitchen. Okay, so they were yeah. just outside smoking. Right, he just had to have his jumbo jack or something. Uh, <laughs> or he just wanted to stab somebody. That's the mood he was in. All right, Blake, thank you very much for that report. All right, thanks, guys. All right, Blake Trolley, KFI News, covering uh, when vagrants attack. And as I mentioned, the El Segundo Times, uh, they posted this at 1048 Grace Tui. Uh, looks like they haven't caught the stabber yet, right? Did we cover that? They haven't. They're looking for the assailant, who is supposed to be a black male <clears throat> transient. Did they but, did they catch him yet? Or? All right, I'm coming back, Ken. Sorry, that was a well. I'll thank you again. Yeah, uh, no, they have not caught him yet. The last they saw, he took off on Desoto. He's been described as a black guy, about 35 years old. He was wearing dark clothing. He had like a big backpack on, like a camel or camping backpack, mm -hmm. and he took off down Desoto towards a park. Okay, there we go. All right, so they do say that, but the El Segundo Times reporter, and this is the woman that's at the uh, uh, the fast break desk. Grace the fast break desk. Yeah, I, it's like fast-breaking news. Well, she's probably busier during Laker season. Just says the suspect's unidentified. Oh, really? Is, is that true? Right. Yeah. Tried to get into the location and argument and Yeah. Sued. So Grace Tui, uh, I guess, is she instructed by management that it's not a, a, a vagrant? I'll look for an update on the story and see if uh, here we are three hours later, if they did update it to say they're looking for a transient. Who, uh, <laughs> transient. Got a, got a transient. Yes, uh, they have euphemisms on top of euphemisms, don't they? Yes, I guess that's a more polite way. Of transient. A, it just sounds like somebody who's in between, you, you know, locations, when, jobs. When you when you stab I'm some, in transit. When you stab somebody six times, that's an attempted murderer. That's how he's described. All right. When we return, uh, this is hard to believe. Metro, uh, Metro, L.A. County Metro. You know, the buses, the subways, things like that. They're building a homeless hub. Get out of here. <laughs> We should not be in this business. And if we are, that's the Department of Homelessness <laughs> Services or whatever. The Department I, well, of Homeless Hubs. <laughs> homeless Hubs. They call them navigation centers. They're insane. So if they can go in there and navigate their way into a better life, uh, we'll get on to it uh, coming up next. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Uh, you see, there was horrible violence right down the street. Did you see this story? They're looking for three, uh, they're looking for a gunman who killed three people in Toluca Lake. Oh, no. Right near the station. Yeah, Lancashire, right? Yeah. Moore Park in Lancashire. That's uh, I sometimes drive 
by there. Yeah, I know. I saw this in my. I saw it on the news, and I said, "Wait a minute! I think I recognize a couple of those restaurants in the background." Yikes! Uh, yeah. Any details? What? Uh... Nine thirty p.m. last night. Uh, apparently, it was like a drive-by shooting. Three or four men inside a silver car opened fire on four other men. One of the victims died at the scene. Three others transported themselves to a hospital, but two of them died of their wounds there. The fourth is recovering. Uh, they cordoned off the street. Uh, Ernie's Mexican restaurant. You ever seen that uh, at the 4400 block of Lancashire? But anyway. Uh, well, you know, it's 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 getting near North Hollywood, and there's a lot of... Uh... I know. And they say they don't know whether or not it's gang-related, but usually drive-bys is that kind of thing. Drive-bys? Or... Yeah, almost always. Yeah. Now, because because who, who drives around with like three other guys in the car randomly shooting at other cars? Another car filled with a bunch of guys. <laughs> I mean, they, they, this isn't the bowling league. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we were just talking to Blake Trolley about a transient a vagrant who apparently stabbed a jack-in-the-box employee in Winnetka. L.A. Metro has got this idea that they're going to build a homeless navigation hub. Oh, it'll be like a welcome center. This will be right next to adjacent to Union Station in downtown L.A., where apparently Union Station and the entire metro system has the largest collection of vagrants of any other place. Well, so, uh, so now they're going to accommodate the vagrants by building a navigation hub to connect them to services. Because normal people don't use the metro station. Why would you? I, yeah, probably not. I mean, no, nobody's getting on a bus or a train if they can help it. Because Well, but apparently that station that you got Metrolink there, Amtrak, I think there are people that use it because it's like a connecting point to get to other transit uh, modes. I, I, you know what? Uh, I, there, there's no chance I would ever, ever take mass transit in Los Angeles. I, uh, I mean, yeah. I'd steal a car since I'll... Car theft is uh, legal. Just go steal one. No one's going to bother you. Now, it's not going to house the homeless. It will not serve as a shelter. <laughs> well, There'll yeah. be no beds or dwellings. It will. <laughs> However, it's supposed to connect people that uh, get to the end of the line there at Union Station <laughs> on a bus the... <laughs> or a train to some sort of services. Uh, those people hit the end of the line a long time ago. Administrative case management and housing navigation management. Oh, aren't it sounds you, like they're, they're going to hire more people. Aren't you sick yeah. of the bureaucratic gibberish? It is. It is just to hire more useless government workers, useless bureaucrats who do nothing to ease the problem that normal people are suffering through. All right? You, you, got, you got one woman who's uh, had to shoot a guy in Hollywood Hills. Next day, there's a guy getting stabbed at the Winnetka Jack in the Box no help for these people, but we have all kinds of bureaucrats available to spend That's taxpayer right. money on your miserable, wretched life while you sit there snorting and injecting drugs all day and night. Us buzz lines like navigation, navigation. They're going to figure off. out their life. It's like their map no. to their future. No, you're just going to enable them so they can take drugs until they die. Meanwhile, all these the people end up dying really young. The columnist for the El Segundo Times, who basically, he's pretty old now, so he writes a lot about senior citizens. Oh, that's, that's Steve Lopez. No, the, he, that, that's his whole beat now. Is, yeah, because is, now he's talking about a 70-year-old guy who's living out of his car. Uh, David Mays has been living in a Chevy Malibu for two years, mm. and he can't help but dream about the day when he gets off the waiting list for housing. And it, it, he's in one of these garages, safe parking L.A. These stories are supposed to make you go, ah, oh, now all I do is go, oh, get responsible for yourself. What did you do the first... 70 not that old. What did you do the first 70 years? Let's see, this guy was of working age 
Well, you could you could start getting a job when he's uh, when you're 16, right? That would yeah. have been 54 years ago. That would have been around uh, 1970. So starting in 1970, this guy could work. Apparently the 70s, did, the 80s, these, the these 90s. People seem to have gotten laid off or something. And another one living in his car well, used to be a chef, but I guess uh-huh. he lost his job. And then that's it. Dead end. <laughs> See, it doesn't have to be a dead end. I don't understand. There, There's 9 million jobs available in this country. And, and oh, it is certain- this guy, David Mays. Uh, wait a minute. David Mays has been. Oh, I see. The evening I met him, he was. Oh, he was parked near a 72 year old unemployed chef. Okay, so the story is I'm finding uh, the, the people in the safe parking place, a lot of them seem to be older people. Right. Living in their cars, right? Yeah. So what did they do all their lives? Did they uh, put any money away? Did they invest any money? Well, Did they make to this, rational uh, decisions? He meets Eduardo, 73, and his longtime partner, Rena, 69. They're living in their Chevy Cruze. Well, he works as a messenger. She's a seamstress. Yeah. Uh, messenger yeah. work pays a lot when you're 73. The pandemic limited her hours, and then her factory closed. So that was uh-huh. it for her seamstress work. Right. because They couldn't handle the rent in their backyard unit in Linwood, so they moved into their Honda Accord. That conked out, so they bought this no. used Chevy Cruze. Here's, here's, a, here's a better, more honest uh, paragraph. Some of the clients have complicated histories. Complicated histories. Yeah, that is... <laughs> That is a disguised word. For I have a complicated history. It means I'm a complete f up. I have it. I I I constantly do the wrong thing. Uh, legal problems. Oh, legal problems. Oh, would that be committing crimes? Addiction issues. Physical and mental health challenges. Family estrangement. In other words, your family threw you out because you were such a mess. Poverty and trauma. Uh, others are simply the victims of the cruel math of survival in L.A. Wages don't keep pace with the cost of living and housing. Then move. Go to Barstow. Go to Needles. Barstow? Yes. Needles. Needles. Death Valley? Go to Death Valley. Hmm. Uh, seriously, who the hell stays in a place you can't afford? Why would you do that? Go to Pahrump. And, and they're living in... <laughs> Pahrump, Nevada. Yes. Right. Go to Pahrump. Take your, take your rump to Pahrump. Uh, Why is this yeah. so difficult? To, yes. to, to start up your car and say, let's move where you know we can get a much cheaper existence. I don't understand that either, uh, but you got it. A complicated life. And complicated. I thought of this the other day. I said, everybody has a relative like this, and the family tends to give up on them because they're always uh, between jobs, need money. Sure. They're in some complicated transition. They want to move and- in with you. And that's who this crowd is that's yeah. living in their cars. They just have this, uh, yeah, hapless situation where they just can't, uh, they can't navigate. <laughs> because Yes, because you're a disruptive pain in the ass and nobody wants to hear from you anymore. Life is too short to deal with all your problems. 70 years old. Oh, I don't have any money. What do I do? What did you do? What, what was your life about? But Steve Lopez and the rest of these L.A. Times ninnies, they never ask these people. What? Oh, I suffered trauma. When did you suffer trauma? People used to get over trauma. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. You're supposed to heal eventually. You're supposed to move on. Yeah, the simple phrase is figure it out. Figure it out and move on. Jesus. I mean, the whole... World War II generation in America. They had eleven years of of uh, eleven years of depression, five years of war, 
They came out the other side and built like the it was the biggest boom time in America's history. That was after 17 years of trauma. All right. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. We're on the radio one till four after four o'clock. John and Ken on demand. That is the podcast. It is the same as the radio show. And if you missed anything, you can hear it then after four. And we'd love to hear from you. Use uh, the app, the iHeartRadio app, to connect to the Moist line using the uh, microphone icon or call the toll free number one eight seven seven Moist eighty six one eight seven seven six six four seven eight eight six. The following happens from time to time, and uh, all I can say is all right. We go to North Kern State Prison, where apparently a serial killer killed a child rapist. Wow. Yeah, they, they were sharing a cell together, temporarily, it says, until they were transfer, transferred to more permanent accommodations. And the serial killer's name 
might be familiar to some listeners because it was a big story just a few years ago. Ramon Alberto Escobar. This is the guy who apparently, well, was born in El Salvador. I don't know whether or not he was a legal or illegal immigrant, but he was in Texas and he killed his aunt and uncle. And eventually he made his way to California and he killed homeless people here. Do you remember this oh, back yeah, in 2018? Oh, yeah, I do remember. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, back in 2018, um, in the early morning hours, he attacked another homeless man who was sleeping on a beach in Santa Monica. Repeatedly beat him with a baseball bat. Why? He actually went to prison for all that. Oh, that, that guy survived the assault. But two days later, he attacked another homeless man yeah. who also suffered a big head injury. That guy fell into a coma and eventually died. Then he attacked three sleeping homeless men in downtown Los Angeles, again with the baseball bat, robbing them afterwards. Two of them died while a third victim survived. So this is why he's a serial killer. It started with his aunt and uncle, who apparently he lived with because basically he didn't have a job. And then he killed both of them. And then he left Texas and he came here and he started killing homeless people. So they eventually caught up with him. And uh, I like this part. Uh, it says here that... Um, Due to several delays caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, the trial was delayed until early 2022, and then he was offered a plea bargain from, I guess, the L.A. County D.A. Gascon. They dropped the death penalty if he pled guilty to all charges, and they gave him several life terms without parole. And we know what that could mean. I, I, I just mentioned all these murders. Doesn't Gascon believe that 15 years is enough for anybody to serve for sure. pretty much any crime? And you could serve all. you could serve each sentence at the same time concurrently. Yes. So it's, exactly. it's 15 years total for the whole package of murders. So he's put in this cell in this prison, and uh, he's got a cellmate by the name of Juan Villanueva. No relation to former and, Sheriff Alex Villanueva. And I guess Juan uh, didn't, uh, didn't wash himself well? Yeah, Juan uh, was sentenced to life in prison last year for sexually assaulting a child under 14. Oh, my God. He arrived in February, just days before he was killed by his uh, serial killer roommate, Ramon Escobar. And John's right. Ramon said he was a slob. He confessed to the killing, said it was all over in five minutes. Uh, it was a hygiene problem. Yep, a hygiene problem. Bad hygiene. So he strangled Villanueva. He also said that <clears throat> Villanueva didn't show him any respect. I guess Escobar told the story <laughs> about being a serial killer, and the guy went, ah. How bad do you have to smell to get somebody to strangle you? Strangle your... Wow. Strangle you. That's... Uh, well, I guess if you've just moved in with a serial killer, it wouldn't take much, right? Yeah. And another crime story that makes your head shake. It's like, uh, there was apparently a guy who was involved in the Hells Angels in Sonoma County. A guy by the name of Merle. Merle. Merle Hefferman. And apparently... When uh, he Merle Hefferman doesn't sound like a Hell's Angel. It does not. It, Merle sounds Merle like a good old comedian name, like like, like Milton Berle or something right. like that. Merle Hefferman. Well, uh, he apparently wanted to kill a rival biker gang member by the name of Joel Silva, so he uh, made a deal with a Fresno funeral home to incinerate the body of Joel Silva after he killed him. Hefferman was a member of the Hell's Angels of Sonoma County. Uh, uh, Silva's was one of four bodies that Hefferman directed to oh. be illegally cremated at the funeral home, which was known to the Hells Angels as, quote, the pizza oven. Nice. The, oh, this was a plot line in Sons of Anarchy, the TV show on FX. Oh, it was? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> in, in the fictional town that 
Sons of Anarchy is based in, the guy who ran the funeral home in that town was on the take from the club. And oh, they would, and he would take, cremate their victims. Yeah, he would cremate their victims, and then they needed to stage a crime scene, and they got bodies from him and used bodies that were in his morgue. So wow! F- funeral homes have crematoriums. I, I thought that was a like a separate location. I I guess they can do both. Some of them do. I don't think they all do. What? Some some probably well, offer they got, they crematorium got a little, services. They got a smokestack on the roof, or unless the. <laughs> Well, unless the funeral home had a connection with the crematorium and just you know little, sent the body little out, puff of smoke. It's like there goes another one. <laughs> um, yeah, well, this just came out of the indictment against this guy that uh, this was their way of <laughs> a pizza oven of getting rid of the opposition. Send him to so the there's pizza. no body, right? No body, no Jeez. crime. Sometimes you can't. Really... Uh, yeah. Well, this is all good news, though. Well, I, yeah. I mean, you know, we don't, well, you're assuming all Hell's Angels guys are uh, nasty criminals. I guess. Oh no, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, w- I would never say any such thing. Do you think that? No, 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 no. 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 Well, you're saying it's all good yeah. news, so I wondered what that meant. Um, who knows what it meant? Your time to backpedal. I actually was um, talking about the uh, guy with bad hygiene. Oh, the serial killer that killed yes. the child rapist. That's definitely good news, right? Yeah. All right, we'll be back. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Well, apparently Gavin Newsom did sign the bill that is going to start the speed cameras in the state of California and several cities. It has been approved by the governor. We're going to talk about it with uh, Jay Bieber from the National Motorists Association after the news at 3 o'clock. He was key in bringing us up to date on red light cameras years ago, and those have pretty much disappeared from, well, there's a lot less of them than there were as judges began to throw out the tickets now this is we'll see what we can do with the speed cameras (laughs) this is about stealing money this is nonsense the people who go speeding and running people over late at night when most of the mayhem happens do not care about the speeding cameras they're not going to pay the tickets anyway and they're not going to be forced to so this is this is just another ruse from these from these irritating nags in the assembly and state senate well, and, you know, wouldn't the proof be we had the red light cameras for a couple of years and they're gone? I mean, now is everybody dying again at the intersections because we took away the red light camera? I mean, right, because people are making dangerous rights there, on red. There, without- I, I do not see the connection between speeding cameras and people being hit. I mean, I mean, I mean, even even the example that they used in uh, one of these stories here, the people who speed, that, that's that, that's only one little uh, fragment of their problems. On the road, well, well, they they drive. Except, I mean, everybody speeds, but you're talking about going like 70 in a 35 zone or something, right? But but so I'm saying the ca- a camera doesn't stop a guy like that. A guy like that is going to be reckless and crazy. They're usually drunk. They're usually on drugs. They have anger issues. They're very reckless and irresponsible. Yeah, they're not going to. The camera's not going to stop them, and they're the ones who cause the deaths. So instead, they're going to come after the rest of us who are uh, driving slightly over the speed limit. Because the speed limits are too low for the for the roads in the yeah, neighborhoods. I remember they also got that thing where they were going to lower the speed limits because they thought, oh, they're not. They're, yes. there was not a proper study to it, set the speed it's, limits. It's the nanny state. Yes, they have bogus studies all the time, and it's it's always, all about the war on the car. It's right? a, yes, there you. They'll get come it. at you from ten different directions. That's what it is about getting us out of our cars. Get you high gas prices, but, do everything they can to get you out of your car and hound you with tickets. So uncomfortable and so costly. That Take we away surrender. parking. We've covered this from like ten different angles. Right? 
No. All right, so we'll talk to Jay after uh, 3 o'clock. Speaking of cars, though, I had to read this story twice to believe it. Three members of a California family pled guilty to conspiracy for their role in a ring that shipped $600 million worth of stolen catalytic converters from California to New Jersey. <laughs> you know, And we've talked about these kind of stories before. Apparently, New Jersey is known to have these big, I guess, uh, processing places where they take the catalytic converters and then uh, they get the uh, important metals out of them. Yeah, I saw a television story on that. Jersey oh, you is. Did. Yes. Jersey is like the capital of uh, catalytic Jersey, converter. Uh, uh, catalytic converter processing. <laughs> I didn't know that. It was like you sent in a mail order. Uh, brothers Tu Su Vang, 32, Andrew Vang, 28, and get this, and their mother, Monica Mua, 58, were part of a nationwide network of thieves, dealers, and processors who provided these stolen anti-smog devices to, uh, yeah, it's a metal refinery for more than 600 million. Now, this family alone didn't get 600, they didn't send 600 million. They were no. part of the ring. No. First, I thought they alone sent $600 million worth of catalytic converters. And it's made uh, in with precious metals like platinum. So they have a process to melt down and extract these metals and then resell it. Yes. And some uh, of these precious metals are more valuable than per ounce than gold. And their value is going up, says the U.S. Attorney's Office. The black market price for catalytic converters can be above $1,000 each. So that's why you might and, see them on the street in the and, middle of the night with their power tool. And what slicing do you, off somebody's catalytic converter. Somebody gets castrated. And what do you know? <laughs> hey, the car's not, been castrated. That's not my catalytic converter, sir. Um, <laughs> California accounts for 37% of all the catalytic converters. Aren't we like a third of everything? The third of the homeless, yeah. the third of the welfare cases, the third of the catalytic right. converter. Yeah. And we're what, 12% of the population? 12% of the population, 37% of the catalytic converters, because we have no laws. That's right. Because there's, criminals there's no can no run around and do what they want every day. <laughs> Nothing happens to them if they get caught. There are no crimes. And... and, and I told you I saw this happen. It doesn't take long. It says here they're easily stolen. Those guys went to work with a power tool, a uh, parked car outside my home, and by the time I heard it, they were almost done. It's probably one of the brothers. They, might have been too soon. I mean, I mean, it might have been too soon, although I think these guys are from Northern California, but, but maybe. I, and I wonder, uh, if you probably would make more money at catalytic converter than you could, like, smashing into someone's car and taking your chances, grabbing stuff that's in the... Well, and that woman that uh, Blake Trolley talked to, we yeah. talked to Blake earlier this hour. She had a lot of stuff in her car that sounded valuable, didn't she? Why would you do that, right? Well, she, no, took, took, no they, they returned her car with all these stolen goods. They but I think she had stuff in her car that was stolen too. She had stuff said. in her car that was stolen, and then she got uh, uh, ten to fifteen thousand dollars worth of uh, other stolen goods that no. the thieves left behind. Oh, and by the way, the Vang people are from Sacramento. Yeah. Well, they, you know. Uh, they pled guilty to conspiring to transport the catalytic converters in return for more than $38 million they got. Wow. That should help them with the bail, well, wouldn't that's it? That's a very rich. Well, that's the thing. They, they've made a lot of money, and I'm sure they've put it away somewhere. So what are they, they going to They're just going to serve their time and, uh, no, they probably have to make well, restitution. Well, this is, this, this is a federal prosecution. Yeah, it is right. So they'll probably uh, they'll probably spend some good prison time. Uh, I but, hope so. But, but what did they do with that money is a good question. Yeah, did they just buy stuff with it, and can that be taken from that's them? That's what Switzerland is for.
All right, when we return, Jay Bieber will be with us. He's the executive director of policy for the National Motorist Association. How do we beat what we definitely have uh, for sure now? It is speed cameras out there on your roadways. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And uh, Deborah Mark is off. we got Sandy Wells live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.